Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Good morning, Andy. It's time for you to start your radio show. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Andy Lopez, the invisible gardener, has been helping folks from around the world, and he can help you, too. Listen to Don't Panic, It's Organic every Saturday afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can just listen, or you can call in and talk directly to the invisible gardener right here on bbsradio.com slash don't panic it's organic that's don't panic it's organic every saturday afternoon on bbsradio.com slash don't panic it's organic Hello, everybody. This is Andy Lopez, uh, better known as Andy Lopez, I think. <laughs> I got you that time, didn't I? <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> uh, let me turn this... Um, Push that button there and push the button over here. So today we're going to continue with our, um, shall we say, um, class. <clears throat> and you all know that um, I, I guess I should mention the um, phone numbers that you people can call me at if you want to talk to me. I've had quite a lot of questions and emails sent to me in various different forms and please don't call me at 7 a.m. in the morning. That doesn't really work very well for me. <laughs> I did answer though, didn't I? <laughs> uh, but try to just stick to uh, the ideal way to talk to me, unless you want to talk to me right now on the air, right? And, and ideally, if you want to talk to me on the air, you should let me know in advance, right? You email me, say, Andy, I got this question. So I say, okay, cool. Call me at such a time. The engineer would know you're calling, or maybe he would call you, whatever, you know. Uh, then you can, on the air, we talk. I'm always open to just people dropping in, you know. I, I don't mind that at all. So I'm going to give you the number. And the main one is a 700 number, 701, right? I'm just doing it real slow for everybody. 719-4207, right? Now, there is a... Um, uh, <clears throat> There is a uh, 800 number that you can call, right? And that's 888-627-6008. And of course, you all know how to, to if, you know, if we're using, we use Skype here. I'm using Skype at the moment. I'm going to probably be using other things. But um, bbsradiopr.com. No, P BBS Radio PR, And that'll get you right into the Skype uh, you know, right into our show. Okay, so um, so I'm going to push this button over here. <laughs> I got a lot of buttons today. 
and see what what oh what does this button do So right after the show, it's going to be my cosmic spaceship. I just wrote this one about five seconds before the show. As a matter of fact, it's not entirely done yet. But I love I I love doing this more than I do playing games. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm all right. You're okay. So today I'm going to talk to you. I'll try to to um, if you haven't been listening, I'm sorry. You're going to have to um, you know listen to the other shows in the past. I mean, this whole thing that I'm doing it's really an ongoing class. And if you go up to the website there on my uh, page you'll see all the shows that are going on uh and that way gives you some idea if you have a topic you're looking for you can always get at them through my uh, website I, I have them posted on the blog plus the show is also up there t- as well <clears throat> but so this month i was talk. i've been talking about pest control right natural pest control and there's so much one of the things i've gotten lots of emails from and i do appreciate the emails i think they're great <laughs> um it's just so that somebody's out there listening and i've always known that i've had my suspects that people are listening hi so and and you know people are, one of the things i got from like a whole bunch of emails was, was well um, all this is great, but it doesn't really stop me. What I, what do I need to do now if I have a, a specific problem or a bug or something? What do I do? And you know, uh, and I tell people, and I, I basically am not emailing everybody back. Okay, I can't email, return return the emails to everybody. I be emailing all the time. So what I do is I take the emails, and I answer them on the show. <clears throat> So if you you have a specific bug, pest or the disease, not you. I mean the this is not. A, a, we could do it on my other show called the Body in the Garden, but this particular show was dealing with your garden, right? Bugs of your plants, your trees, your lawn, your roses. That's one of my favorite things to do. Is somebody call me up and and talk to me about whatever specific bug is attacking them. You know, attacking their plant. Here we go again, attacking their plants. And I can help you with immediate um, solutions as well as try to help you with the long-term solutions. Now, the long-term solution actually takes a long time for people to get it, for you to understand. It's not like you sit down here for one show and you say, I got it, unless you already come here knowing it, right? I have a feeling that a lot of people are listening to this show already know that it's the soil that we're talking about here. That it's the soil. If you look at my videos, it's Heal the Soil. All about healing the soil. My business that I do locally is healing the soil. People always ask me, what are you doing? (laughs) I don't know if I told you guys, but the other day, a few months ago, 
customer person hired me to come out and do stuff, you know. So that he's been she's been reading my blog and so I went out there. What is you know? She said there's a problem with my uh, coral trees, and she does. She has a problem with the coral trees. Um, they're starting to get. Uh, there's a couple of different diseases that it will attack them. But the real problem was is that um, on her property, her entire property, the citrus was dying. The roses were looking awful. The water, the lawn was like you can tell was overwatered and fertilized a lot. Very everything was very weak, and over time. Uh, so they, she's been there for quite a few years with her husband and did, uh, has done absolutely nothing to amend or help the health of the soil. So over the years, if not overwatering, chemically fertilizing, the soil is totally, completely dead. Not in the sense of nothing living in it. Yeah, what's living in it is a massive ant colony, right? There's all kinds of diseases in, in the soil. Because <clears throat> the way it works is that the good guys and the bad guys don't live in the same place, and that's and that's really makes it real simple. I've learned over the years to simplify things for people, mainly because I think that way. <clears throat> so anyway, what happened was is that um, I explained. You know, she says you don't have to explain everything. I've been reading your column. Okay, so you know, in my column, because it's a column for a paper, I'm not allowed to promote myself like I am here. I am. When I first started to do the column, they say, "Well, Andy, you can't use invisible Andy Lopez at invisiblegardener.com as your email." I says, "Why not?" Well, because you're promoting your website. I go, "Well, that's my email." On top of that, they didn't want me to use the name Invisible Gardener. They wanted me to say Andy Lopez is a one-hour columnist, Andy Lopez. And I said, "Well." First of all, I do everything under the name Invisible Gardener. I say Andy Lopez, a.k.a. Invisible Gardener. Even my music, Andy Lopez, a.k.a. Invisible Gardener. Invisible Gardener is my artist name, and it's also my show name. The name when I, if I, Once I become famous, you're not going to be hearing about Andy Lopez. You're going to be hearing about Invisible Gardener. Right? Okay. So I said, no, it's, this is my name. <laughs> this is my email. <laughs> and, and, and they, they allowed it, but... So I can't, when I talk about, I, and I do a lot of the same thing I'm doing now, I talk about the causes of things, right? And so I never say, I do these things as for, for business. But, so, but people get the idea he knows a lot, so he, they call me to go there, and I says, well, watch, what was, so she was expecting me to spray something that would kill everything, right? Can you spray something and it'll be, you know, it'll take care of the problem. She wanted me to go there once, spray something, and magically make it back to beautiful and healthy. If I could do that, <clears throat> I'd probably be in the wrong business. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I wonder what else I could do, right? <laughs> okay. So I gave out the numbers. And if, we, if you want to, if you have a question, you want to be on the show, just call in. And the engineer will pipe you right through. I'm happy to talk to you. Regardless of what it is that I'm talking about, you can talk to me about what you want to talk about. But ideally, I would like you to email me first and say, Andy, I have this problem. Can I talk about it on your radio show? And I would say, cool. We'll pick a date, right? Like today, you, you, I know you would call. But it gives me an opportunity to look at their problem and go, oh, okay, I will write down some things for you, even though I'm pretty good on my feet. But sometimes I've never, well, I've been doing this a long time, and I don't think I've been stymied by any particular question other than 
one that I can think of. And that was kind of like really weird because the person said, how would you kill this tree? I'm going, oh, God. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go for this one. How to kill the tree, right? It's like, I don't like that tree. I want to kill it. I go, well, I'm very good at how to heal the tree. Uh, killing a tree is very easy, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> just be, just do what you normally do. Because I wrote one of the um, one of my columns. I wrote ten ways to kill a tree. It was just a clever way of how to say how not to kill, what not to do to kill your trees. Duh, right? So if you do this, you kill the tree. So I just reversed it. Ten ways to kill your trees. I just got a lot of emails. Andy, how dare you tell people to kill? How dare you t show them how to kill your trees? I thought you were a tree lover. And I go, did you read the column? Because <laughs> it basically says this is a what not to do. These are ten things you're not supposed to do to kill your and all you will kill your trees. You know things like don't back up your car to it, right? Bounce hit it, right? Don't overwater, don't drown it, right? Don't dump chemicals on it, right? Don't give it a chemical fertilizer. There's tons of, there's, I picked 10, but there's tons of them. Basically, toxins, things that you do to destroy the soil, things you do to damage the tree. You do not cut all the way around the ring of the tree. You'll choke it to death, you'll die. Uh, lots of different things, but they're top 10 that I came up with. Anyway, <clears throat> I forgot what I was talking about. Maybe I should just push this button. Let's see what it does again. This button here. I like this button. This this song is called an energy cookie. It's basically a physical workout, so you can exercise to it. At the same time, we have your um, none of your body working, but uh, other parts of your organs, your mind, your cells are listening to the. Uh, sublingual frequencies that I put into it. Ideally, you take it out in a garden. <laughs> oh man, this guy is really crazy today, man. I don't know what he's doing over there. I don't know. I'm having a problem with coffee these days. I, you know, I like organic coffee. I guess I was just, I'm hooked on Jamaican Blue Mountain or her Hawaiian Kona, but the Jamaican Blue Mountain, I can't find the organic Jamaican Blue Mountain unless it's 40 bucks a pound. So I'm having a problem with that. Anyway, <clears throat> so this month I've been talking about natural pest control, right? And I've been talking a lot about how. But the long-term solution is because the sooner you get started on the long-term solution, remember, it's a long-term solution. That means it takes a long time for it to happen. The sooner you get started on that, the sooner you'll get to a more permanent place where the problem is no longer really a problem. And so there's short-term solutions and long-term solutions. So I've been only talking about long-term solutions because that's what I'm trying to do is set a foundation for you all to build upon to stop being in a reactive mode but a proactive mode. Did you get that? reactive as opposed to proactive, right? It's better to be proactive than reactive. So a lot of things, 99% of the time when people call me up, they say, Andy, I have bacterial spot on my peppers, right? Or bacterial weight on my cucumbers. Or that was two questions that people send me. And then another person says, I have, what do I do about soul box or pill box, right? This is reactive. 
not proactive, <laughs> right? Uh, right. Another person talked to email me about buffalo tree hopper. That there is a real thing, a buffalo tree hopper. It's in the um, let's see, it's in the United States and different um, places in Canada. It it, it, it requires certain uh, conditions. Uh, it likes roses <laughs> and certain types of roses. You know. I'm not sure that the specific is of the names of the roses, but there are certain varieties that are very susceptible to it. Uh, but basically, it's uh, and it's more. It's really like a. Um, so I was. I'm not gonna see. So I could go into with, with all of these specific questions that they had about the bacterial spot or the bacterial wood, well, or the soul box or the buffalo tree hopper. I can go into details with you and and tell you, you know. Uh, the life cycle, description of the range, these things you can find. And I don't want to go over them again. I don't want to reinvent the wheel, okay? I have so much time in this life, okay? I mean, <laughs> I'm 70, man, I, and the time is going by. <laughs> and so even the host plants, you would know, You don't care about the host plant. All you know is it's attacking your plant. You didn't tell me what plant it was, but it would be a good idea. I was assuming it was rose. You know, but it goes after pears, peaches, it's, uh, all different kinds of fruit. Uh, as well as, you know, lot of vegetables. <clears throat> but uh, here's the thing, and I could go over prevention and control because there are cultural ways. There, uh, You would probably uh, like my, uh, my one of my books. Well, I have 21 books, and they all cover each one of these subjects in different area, in a different part of the books. The Natural Pest Control Alternative to Chemicals for the Home and Garden uh, covers a wide range of, of a different immediate things that you can do, right? Because like I said, they're long-term and short-term solutions. So like, for example, for the, the tree hopper here. Now, again, you, you, you by now you should know that I would say, well, the tree hopper is going doing what it's supposed to do because it, the host are, is now food for it. It doesn't mean that it, the tree hopper will go after every ho rose it runs into. It would only go after those roses that are stressed out, that are perfect food for them. Duh. That's its job. See what I'm saying? Right? So that's a different approach. So you would say, well, they're going after my roses, as a, and that means my roses are stressed out. Should I get rid of them and get new roses? No. You, you, there's things you have to do in a long-term basis to bring the rose back to health. You ain't going to bring the roses back to health by ignoring the soil. You concentrate on the roses all you want to, the soil, and don't do anything to the soil. You're not going to solve your problem. And that's really the American, the, I was going to say the American way because that's what people do. They go out, buy something, spray the rose with it, it kills a bug, but, and it damages the soil more, and then they have to spray on a regular basis. And they use something different, something stronger. After a while, they say, well, that's part of life. Spraying the roses three or four times a week so I can spray with this and spray with that. That's what you got to do. It's like, really? <laughs> you see what I'm saying here? Okay, look, it's the same thing with the soul box and pill box. What's wrong with soul box and pill box? Okay? So just think about it. That's what I was a kid because I, uh, I realized that soul box and pill box, what do they eat? They eat decaying matter. That's their main primary source of food. When decaying matter when living matter becomes as good as decaying matter for them food wise that should tell you something <laughs> so when you have decaying matter what does that mean that means the thing is dead right that creature has died a long time ago or whatever right that but it what it really means is that the minerals are not there in that matter in that 
decayed matter. And it also transfers to if the mineral's not in that living matter, the bug doesn't care if it's decayed or alive. It's perfect food for it. Duh. So soul bugs and pill bugs are naturally found. They're good guys. Their their job is to pick, you know clean everything up, convert it into a form of poop that then with the bacteria gets mixed in, whatever carbon, they're basically carbon carbonators. <laughs> they, they collect sources of carbon, at, apply it with their um, specific enzymes that they have in their bodies and distribute it. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with them. And whenever you have a member, whenever you have an infestation of any one pest, there's something wrong with the soil. Because in the soil, you have a natural organism that keeps these people, people, these folks at a certain level. They don't get out of hand, but you need a certain amount of them. Okay? So rather than killing them, and the same thing with the rose and the um, tree hopper, you have to deal with the long term. So it basically means you have to pay attention to the soil. So you're... 99.9% of the time, you're, it's something that's happening to the soil, whether you're doing it, right, or whether something else is doing it. Lately, it's been what we're doing it, because in nature, right, in nature, take away the humans, right? Long time ago, when there was no humans around, you can't tell me there wasn't flowers and plants and trees and birds and stuff like that. Very possible there were. But let's assume, you know, a long time ago, there was less humans, right? There was a few of us running around, but we didn't, we haven't yet... De- conquered the world so to speak right and we have there was trillions of animals running around plants and flowers doing their thing you see what i'm saying you know and by them doing their thing is that they were constantly replenishing the soil there was a major cycling thing going on there we have pretty much cut that off animals no longer come and die on on our front lawns you know they don't they don't they they don't spread their manures all over the place and go eat from one place and die over there and go back and forth there are millions and trillions of birds pooping over a place taking stuff from one place from the other train imagine okay so right now you're not getting that and that's why you make compost and uh, forgive me if I talk up real fast because there's so much to cover that you know, I, I, I could do this for, <laughs> for, and I have, for quite a few hours, and trying to get the information across. That's basically, you better start paying attention to what was going on in the soil if you have this problem. It's like having a, a, a okay, so it's like having a, anything in your body, right? And the body's the same thing, too. If you don't pay attention to your stomach, what's going on in your soil, <laughs> you're going to have problems. <laughs> and your stomach is your soil, okay? So, sorry, that's the way it goes. <laughs> uh, oh, I have to push this button. No, I don't. Maybe I will. Should I push this button or should I not? Okay, I will. This one's called uh, Brain and Body Workout. I, I have to do a little music in between talking. If you own, don't mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this other button over here. See the workout. The idea is you get your body going to a certain place, get your breathing into a certain place, and then uh, we also talk to your minds. Your mind is busy, and then there's certain frequencies to talk to different parts of your body. I'm not making this stuff up.
You know, what's really weird, too, is I've only been doing this for about um, a few years now, uh, writing music, I think. I keep, when I say few years, you know, time goes by. I think it's, uh, it's been five years that I started writing music. I, I started writing music and doing artwork in the same month. It was a unusual month. <laughs> I'll go over it sometime. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, the bacterial spot, the person said they had bacterial spot on the peppers. Okay. And so, you know, I can go over, I don't need to describe the problem. You obviously know what the problem is. Either you took it into a nursery and they told you what you have or somebody else told you what you have. There's, you know, there's lots of ways for you to find, maybe you looked it up or maybe, you know, uh, so you already know what the problem is. Okay. If you don't know what the problem is, you say, I don't know what's going on, then you tell me and I will, try, I will help you to figure it out. Okay. But since you already know it's bacterial spot, we can go right to the problem, which is, gee, I wonder what would be the problem. Okay, well, there's a couple of different problems. Okay, first of all, of course, the soil. But it's also to the the um, seeds, the variety that you're growing. And um, uh, I didn't say anything up to the about the the tree hopper and the roses, uh, but I should have said, yeah, if you're growing organic roses, you wouldn't have that problem because the organic roses would have all the minerals it needs. And it's the same thing with this person's peppers. So my suspicion is is that the bact the bacterial blight also see the bacteria and disease diseases, just like pests, attack mineral deficient plants, mineral mi mineral deficient plants, uh, trees, human birds, right? Any one of us living, any living being that's mineral deficient will be attacked, whether it be through a bacterial, fungal problem or a pest problem and here's what's interesting too in this in this in terms of this bacterial spot it's also there, there are many different types like i said there was an, another person um emailed me about bacterial wilt and by the way every person and the way these people did it was they went to the website and hit the inquiry button and said i listened to your show and you know, the other way that the two of them did it was through the newsletter. It says, click on here to enter the contest. Well, in that same place, you can just say, entering a contest, I have this problem. I want to talk to you. I want to hear about it on the show. Duh. And that's, and you get entered in the contest also to automatically for that month. So the bacterial spot of the pepper and bacterial wood of the cucumbers both have the same type of problems that they're growing in the soil. So if the soil is not doing this thing and not alive, they're going to have problems. But, you know, and I, you know, if you have organically grown peppers and organically grown cucumbers, they're organically grown because you're organic, growing in organic soil. They don't grow organically, you know, you're not... So that basically means that you're already, already growing in good, healthy soil, right? But also what I'm trying to say, if you buy organic seeds... You go to the store or wherever, buy organic seeds, say organic peppers, because this is probably what happened here, because they didn't, they didn't mention anything about doing the soil, but they didn't, they, they didn't mention that they were organic seeds either. But I was just trying to cover all the bases. So usually, you could, people, because I, I had problems before, people told me, they said, well, I went to the store, I bought these organic seeds, I came, I planted them, I still have problems. So therefore, it's proof that it doesn't work. And I'm going, yeah, right? See what I'm saying? 
And it's because they didn't pay attention, they don't, never did, didn't do anything to the soil. So, 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 uh, but if you have, so if you're having, if you take, if you have, if you're growing organically, you know you're taking care of the soil. You pretty much have to, see, right? right? Or you can, otherwise you're not growing organically. And it goes hand in hand. So if you're growing organically, you're taking care of the soil, the soil is really healthy, you're doing all the right stuff to the soil, anything you grow on there will do well. Not so well if you have like, so if you get two seeds, right? You go to one place, you buy organic heirloom peppers and you go, you say, okay, I want to buy these conventional pepper seeds, seeds, right? You have two packets, right? Or whether cucumbers or peppers, it doesn't matter. And you grow them next to each other and you treat them both the same in your organic soil garden that you've been doing. Which do you think would do well? You got five seconds. In the interim, I'm going to give you a little time to think about it. I wrote this one uh, just before I wrote the other one this morning. It took me about five minutes. <laughs> I have so much fun doing this. It's so totally ridiculous. I have um, close to, I don't know, 600, 700 songs already for some strange reason. I do like five of these every... Well, I was, I'm actually doing about five songs a day. Only one floats up to the top that I really like. The other four are still here. I might you know, work on them some more. Anyway... The one that would not do well is the conventionally grown because it's, it doesn't have the ability to deal with what has to happen in the organic soil. In other words, it has to have uh, ability to have the root hairs, it has to have the ability to absorb the minerals. A lot of times these things are conventionally grown. They're not giving the trace minerals, and they're very weak. They, they're pushed by all the types of fertilizers, so they don't, they don't get the trace minerals, and then they're not capable of surviving in this type of environment. Uh, if... If, however, you grow one and they and that and you get seeds from that and you plant that, I mean, that would be more more uh, likely to survive in an organic environment and so on. Uh, many times I have taken many generations of uh, tomato plants, for example, and that's also by way genetically modified organism. You know that, right? If you grow five tomato plants and you have, you know, and you, and you have a little contest, pick the best, the sweetest tomato, right? People, I used to do that. Um, and they would say, oh, I love this one, right? I would take the seeds of that one, grow a whole bunch of them. Then the next year say, okay, pick the sweetest one. Everybody go, grow the seeds of that one. That is genetically modified organism. And that was, that's exactly what would happen with this seed. If you planted it every year that you planted, it would deal better and better. And if you picked the right ones that did really well, you would do better and better and better. So people don't understand that too often. So when they buy something, even if you go to a nursery, right, and you pick some tomatoes and vegetables, already little things growing, right, there's a big difference whether you get them from organic sources or chemical sources. And if you, even if you got something from organic sources, it would be the same thing. You stick it in, in bad soil, it's not going to do very well. And that's also that's also true. For example, also too, by the way, people go out and buy organic fertilizer. I get quite a bit of emails of people going out and buying organic fertilizer and dumping it under 
their citrus tree or their avocado tree or whatever type. And then they say, and then they, they a couple of months later, nothing's happening. They go, I don't believe what you're saying now because you told me, you know, you say so much about organic stuff. And I went and bought this organic fertilizer, put it under my roses. No, I put it under my citrus and it still looks bad after three months. And my next door neighbor said, well, here, put this on it, which was some chemical-based urea thing. And within a week, it was green and flush and like, ugh. So what's wrong? And I tried to explain to her that organic fertilizers have to work in living soil because they rely on the microorganisms to make the nutrients available. If the soil is not alive, living, organic fertilizers won't do anything. That's why the chemical fertilizers pumped it up because that's what they do. Pump, pump, pump. I, I like to know what's going on with the plant now because you can't do that too off too long. It's just like taking... Um, Let's see, bodybuilders, when they take that uh, that drug that pumps them up, right? They can't do that for so long because their heart's going to burst. So it, 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 the, I have a saying, the greater the pest, no, the greater the stress, the greater the pest. And it doesn't make any difference. Usually the, the stress, and, and not so much in the bodybuilders, uh, even though I'm – because that's a different type of stress, you know. If you make your your body bigger and bigger, and you pump it up, and you do all this, and you and you stress out your heart from that, uh, but it's also possible they're not eating a complete minerally rich diet. Even though I think that they're very much into the food thing, right? They get a complete mineral diet, so they do. I would think to get all their minerals, uh, but uh, stress usually come up, comes about in terms of, of the plant world trees and roses and peppers and cucumbers <laughs> is the what happened you know stress usually comes about because the soil is stressed out so if the soil is stressed out anything growing in the soil will be stressed out and if it's stressed out what it means is that the certain their minerals are missing minerals are starting to become missing it means that the system is not functioning providing you with the minerals you need because you will get stressed out if you get stressed out you're you're going to become mineral deficient. You're going to become open to attack to one pest or a disease. You become you become mentally stressed out because your body, your stomach, so forth, is no longer capable of absorbing those minerals in the form. You're not getting Even if you ate the minerals in the right form, your body couldn't absorb them anymore. And that, that's bad. <laughs> you know? <coughs> okay, so um, let's see. So... <coughs> So what was I talking about? Anyway, you're the so there are lots of different. It's an amazing. I mean, you know, there's just thousands and thousands of different types of insects, and thousands and thousands of different types of diseases, and thousands and of different types of um, you know beneficials and non-beneficials and plants, and so. Oh, you know, and again, when I talk about you know long-term and short-term solutions, there are tons and tons of things that you could do that are short-term solutions, that are real simple things that you can do without, you know, uh, hurting the soil. Because one, my biggest thing is that if you're going to go out after the insect and you're using a chemical, you're damaging the soil. And also, too, you're hurting yourself because you're getting it back, too. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get that in your system one way or another. So I, as, as I was talking about earlier this morning, I was saying about it's better to be proactive than reactive. And you know what to say. Uh, I don't know what to say about prevention. <laughs> they say something about prevention, you know, uh, 
I've forgotten the the slow the uh, the 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 slogan the logo you know about prevention, <clears throat> but it it really it is about prevention, especially in in the gardening world in terms of growing things. Uh, it's better to um, keep your plants healthy, right? It's better to have an environment and a system that's working in your environment, because you know if you leave it alone, Mother Nature takes care of itself. That system works just fine. So you just have to learn what is that system in your in your garden, in your home, in your place, right? You have to be allow that system to function. That means you need to, you need to let things come and go. As long as they don't bother you, it's not a big deal. As long as you see a couple ants, it's nothing wrong with ants. <laughs> nothing wrong with any of these creatures. You have to learn how to live with them, and yet and they have you have to understand when they are telling you there's a problem because they will tell you there's a problem. Okay, <laughs> because if you get like a million snails, there is a problem. <laughs> you don't need a million snails. If you have like a hundred, I tell people if you have more than you can count, more bugs than you can count, you have a problem. <laughs> okay, and so if you can count, okay, so I'll keep an eye on them. Um, we'll see what happens. You know, a lot of people will I'll give you an example. Um, I have a customer who insists on changing your plants regularly means buying new plants. A gardener goes to the store and buys like a couple hundred, two or three hundred plants. They come in little containers. He goes and plants them. And I showed him one day. I says, um, so you've been complaining about snails because I'm supposed to be taking care of that. And I kept telling them that, you know, there's lots of things we can do. We have to do the soil so forth. But I, I keep telling you, you're bringing them to the, from the nursery. And they said, no, I'm not. I said, wait. I took one of the plants, pulled it out of the container, and right in the bottom of it was three slugs, and a couple of small snails. I say, there they are, right there. <laughs> and if they're in there, you know the eggs and stuff are also in the soil. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> and people, you know, they, they think that they can bypass the problem by planting resistant varieties. Okay, and, and it makes sense in a certain level, but they can only be resistant for so long. And they will break down too, and then you won't have that resistant variety. And one of the reasons why it's a resistant variety is because it has a better, it's better adapted at taking out minerals. But it has to have the minerals in there somewhere, otherwise they ain't going to get it. But you, you get out what you put in, right? Okay, so then um, I, I, I can uh, talk to you a little bit about cultural controls, right, which is, has a lot to do with uh, reducing stress. Because if you plant things in the wrong place at the wrong time, that poor plant is going to be really stressed out as part of it, right? You know, if you don't plant the right plants in the right zone or in the right part of the world and stuff like that, you're going to have to learn how to, uh, otherwise they will just get stressed out. That means they won't get enough sun, the soil is too cold, the soil is too warm, right? Too much water. It all goes back to, I'm not getting the minerals and the food I need. And one of the things people do is crop rotation uh, because, that, you know, all they're really doing is uh, confusing the bugs. You rotate the bugs, uh, the crops, and the bug will go, wait a minute, that's not, that's not corn. This is, you know, and it goes somewhere else. And that's all you're doing in that, in that level. Also, to a certain to a certain extent, the what you rotate with, supposedly, hopefully, the crop will be putting something back into the soil. Well, these are just basic things that a, a organic gardener would do on his, in his garden anyways, rotate the crops, not plant the same thing in too many places, in the same place, uh, that way it uh, doesn't promote diseases. If you have a tomato disease and you plant the wrong thing, you can spread the, to the other plants. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you're really paying attention, 
uh, to the soil, you won't have to worry about crop rotation, but it, it does make sense to do that in terms of providing different plants growing in the same soil. Each plant will bring up different minerals. Uh, a lot of times, I, I, uh, last week I talked about um, letting your, or maybe I didn't talk it here, but I may have talked about it in my column about if you have a raised bed, you should do a soil rotation instead of crop rotation. And there are many advantages of growing in a raised bed. Soil rotation is one of them. Basically, if you have, you always should have at least two raised beds. Three or four is even better. And once a year, you let one of the beds go fallow. That means you don't grow anything. Well, not necessarily true. It means you don't grow your vegetable stuff. What you do grow is a cover crop. So you can grow peanuts, uh, oats, alfalfa. Uh, you know, lots of uh, clover, uh, like I said, peanuts. Peanuts is one of my favorite to grow because then you can, yeah, peanuts. <laughs> um, and there's uh, sunflowers, lots of uh, beans you can grow. And then you rotate you, uh, it over, turn it over. Uh, I don't like rototilling, but you like to turn it over, you know. Um, I'm not too crazy about that uh, that method myself so much. I, I did that, I realized... Well, because it's very destructive to the bed, <laughs> you kind of have to tell the worms and all the beings inside of there. Guess what? I'm going to I'm going to screw everything up now. So I've learned it's much better because oh, throughout the years I've d- decided that uh, it's a no t- no. Uh, I, I do what I do. I do that. I talk well. <clears throat> uh, I I believe in a no tilt, no tilt, no tilt. Don't turn the soil over. You're doing more damage. You're turning the soil over. The only time you, you may want to do is once. If you have a really hard, compact soil, you want to break that up. Right. Break it up and then build up and don't never dig on it again. You don't even have to do that if you do it right. Uh, so, um, and then there, then there are physical controls so that you can practice in terms of applying, adding barriers. There are lots of different kinds of barriers you can use. Uh, there are lots of different traps you can use, sticky traps, you know. Uh, there are different uh, trap plants, plants that you can plant that the bugs will go after. And, and the reason why the bugs go after those plants is because they are also deficient in certain minerals. All, all, all Weeds are basically grow in mineral-deficient soil because each weed has a job of pulling up certain minerals. But they are also too deficient in other minerals because that's their job. I'm going to be pulling up iron. I don't care about these other stuff. So the bugs will go after them too, which is fine, right? Okay. <clears throat> so we have about uh, three days left. No, anyway, uh, we have uh, – this is the uh, last Saturday for April. Happy Earth Day, everyone. So anybody that enters the contest – during this period now up until um, Monday or Tuesday, I think it is, when it's the first, you know, uh, will we'll, uh, win the special prize. And my special prize I'm giving away this, this month is you will get the uh, black and white version of my Don't Panic, It's Organic book. You get the color version of my Don't Panic, It's Organic book. That's fifty. That's normally $100. I have it on sale for 55 The other one's 20 bucks. Plus, you also get the lifetime membership that membership to my club and you will also get invisible gardeners growers kit now the growers kit is a $200 value actually it's more than that because sales for see the um, 
the the rock test the uh, <laughs> you get five pounds of rock test that's fifty bucks, and then that you get a quarter of super seaweed the microbiological activator that's normally one hundred fifty bucks so yeah it's two around two hundred bucks because a little bit more for the shipping two hundred bucks I sell it for a hundred so uh, you'll get that which is, I think it's a really cool deal if you uh, join enter the contest before the time is up. Uh, only way you can enter the contest is through the newsletter. Uh, and if you haven't gotten a recent newsletter, you just sign up. You want to do it before the uh, month is up. Uh, you just uh, go to the website, hit the inquiry button. You just say, I, I heard you on uh, Don't Panic, It's Organic, or you know whatever other show you heard me on because it gets repodcasted and broadcast throughout, throughout the known universe. And, um, and, and I'll be happy to uh, include you in the, in the uh, contest, okay? Uh, the best way is to click through the newsletter. Uh, click your button if you have a, 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 have that. Um, then there are lar- then there are biological controls that we have come up. Humans have come up with a lot of ways to control to be uh, reactive. It's a good business, isn't it? Uh, and so there are lots of natural things you could use from simple things like using hot water. Uh, 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 believe it or not, hot water works really really great on the variety of soft-bodied insects, absolutely amazing. It's just plain, simple, hot water. Um, so if you have white flies, mealybugs, any soft-bodied insect, and, it's just, and you only have it on a few plants, and, you know, and your garden is not too far away from your kitchen, just fill up a little sprayer. Just get the water. You can, get wa- you can boil some water or turn on the water, hot water and let it really run really, really hot. Boiling water is best because it lasts a little longer. Pour it into your little hand sprayer, run out to the garden, and miss the plants. It won't hurt the plant at all. As a matter of fact, the way you can tell is you miss the, your hand. You'll feel the warmth, but you won't get burnt. Because it'll be just hot enough to change the temperature of the bug, right? To kill the bug, but it won't damage the plant. And that's that you can use that for mealybugs, any soft-bodied insects. And there are a variety of other stuff that you can use that are really very simple that help you deal with immediate bug control as long as you understand that they're there because they're being attracted to this plant for a reason so don't you know don't blame the bug <laughs> but so you have to do something for now right okay but you do eventually you do have to start dealing with the real problem I use a uh, I've always been talking about people uh, that people should should learn how to use code brewed coffee uh, to be more correct it should be organically, Organic cold brewed coffee. You have to just put uh, the word organic in front of everything I say, and that way you'll know that that what I'm talking about, okay? Um, otherwise, you say, well, I went on by buy some cold brewed coffee, and uh, I sprayed my plant, blah, blah, blah. And, but you have to realize that coffee is most sprayed next to cotton, and I'm not talking about spraying the good stuff. So what you and the cold brew is a concentrated source of it, so you're going to get the concentrate. Just like when you um, go to any any uh, restaurant and you get coffee, you're you're getting the concentrated when you get the brew the, the drink. You're getting the concentrated pests already, pesticides, whatever it's the chemicals are in there, uh, you know, to, that they spray the coffee with, <laughs> right? So a, a cold, or so cold brewed coffee, which is basically a concentrated uh, coffee liquid. Uh, there's three cups in there, and it tells you you can add 
you know, one cup to uh, a gallon. I, I think is that one cup and make a quart, and you heat it up. There's your coffee. Um, people have drank I, straight, but I can't believe that. <laughs> but uh, and, and you can spray um, your insects, the in, your insects, spray the insects with uh, that mixture, and you'll find it it works. Uh, if you heat it up, it works even better, right? Um, and that that works in a lot of different ways, especially if you learn how to use different types of coffee. Um, you can get the French vanilla, for example, which has a, a, a the vanilla is toxic to most insects. You can learn how to use that. Uh, and part of the way, the reason why the coffee works, besides the caffeine, is that is the sense sense the scent. Right. So uh, insects have uh, several different ways of seeing things. And their eyes not just see the frequencies of light, but they also see the frequencies of this of odors. And a lot of times they correspond to different colors and so forth, right? So when they're going to, they're used to, they're looking for the rose or the cabbage or whatever, they're used to looking for a specific color pattern that that plant puts out so if you sprayed it with cold brewed coffee or anything else that has a variety of other different scents to it you're going to confuse the heck out of them and if they can't find it they ain't going to go after it i learned that a long time ago um and that, that that's why for example garlic works really really well really 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 well too I'm still having a dental surgery, so I tend to talk like a rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, where was I? <laughs> Garlic, for example, works really, really well. Really, I have to stop saying really, right? Garlic's works well, right? Uh, it's uh, the sulfur that the garlic gives off that kills the bugs. Sulfur is very toxic to them, but, you know, it really, they really get a hit from it. They smell it. We go, Phew. And uh, garlic works well to get rid of a variety of other insects, uh, like mosquitoes. So one of the, my books is How to Keep Mosquitoes from Biting You. And, of course, I introduce them to garlic. Well, you know, there are other things, but garlic is such a simple, simple tool to use. When it comes to mosquitoes, uh, what I do is I take a clove, cut it in half, put each clove in, the, in your shoe, wear that. It'll, you'll smell like garlic for days. If you smell like garlic, the mosquito will not find you. Uh, remember I talked yesterday, uh, last week, about uh, a study done about you know, scientists are trying to uh, figure out how to control the mosquitoes. And they're, they, they're saying basically they have ways of finding you. And remember I said there's a big difference in the orders that you give off. And one of the things that they found out is that a meat eater gives off different orders than a vegetarian or a vegan and so forth. It's the carbon dioxide that you give off and the odors and the frequencies in it. So if you screw that up with them, they can't find you. They can't find that. They can't find you. Well, maybe your friends will go away, but and you don't have to go to that extreme, okay? Of doing that, I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, if you're going to go off into the woods, or if you're really allergic to um, getting bitten by a mosquito, you don't have to go to that extent. You can maybe say a smaller piece. <laughs> you're going to have to learn, right? Because what you want to, you know, eating it works to a certain extent, 
you can eat more garlic. I can give animals more garlic, stuff like that. It gets into their system, into their blood, because the mosquito will go, basically the blood sucker, right? So if you have garlic in your blood, no good. They won't like that. They'll tend to leave you alone. But if you don't want them to bite you at all, they have to you know, smell the garlic also too. So a lot of times people, it depends on their digestive system. Again, it comes back to the soil that you have in your body, how well it processes. A lot of people don't have that working. So you can take all the garlic you want to and it ain't gonna come out through, through your skin. But if your body's functioning properly, garlic in, garlic out. So if you, it's called back flushing because it's actually very, very good for you. It opens up your pores, right? Uh, so you can do a little bit of that if you want to, but you can also spray it. You can make a liquid spray. You can buy uh, garlic berries, a product called mosquito berry, because it keeps mosquitoes away. It kills them on contact and keeps them away, because they'll smell it. Phew, I ain't going anywhere near that place. And you can make your own. Just get, you know, go to the 99 cent store, get a uh, ounce of crushed garlic, put it into a pantyhose, tie it up into a little ball, put it in a, a gallon of water, let it sit there for a little while, squeeze it, squeeze it, squeeze it, get all the juice out, take that gallon, put in the sprayer, you got yourself a nice spray. You can mist yourself if you want to, if you're afraid of getting bitten, you mist the area around you, you can spray things, you can spray that mixture into any sitting water, it'll kill the, it'll kill the mosquitoes. It'll form a layer of, the, of the, the garlic oil on the top of the surface, and mosquito larvae has to come up to breathe, and they can, if they do that, they, they'll inhale, they'll bring, they'll <laughs> ingest the garlic. And uh, uh, in terms of misting system, I talked last week about making your own misting system and popping the, the fine mist of this garlic spray out on your property. Because the garlic will also uh, control uh, all types of flies. It will control all kinds of other insects that are geared to finding you, whether it be ticks, right, please, <laughs> right? Uh, it also works on any of the animals, because all animals from rabbits to deers, to lions and tigers and bears and elephants. Everything has a scent, incredible sense of smell. See, right? And so that's how you you mess with them. <laughs> uh, so that's so. Anyway, that's basically. I think I'm going to, you know, um, coming up. I'm going to be doing my um, cosmic spaceship. I'll be playing some of this music that I just recently uh, wrote. That's essentially what I do. I just play the music that I wrote that previous uh, during the week. I try to pick out the five songs. So I hope you can stick around to listen to that. Uh, next week, I'm going to be talking about uh, diseases. So I'm going to be covering uh, tree diseases, uh, citrus diseases, uh, you know, uh, rose diseases. So if you have a disease, if your plant has a disease or you have your property or something, uh, email me and I'll be happy to uh, include it. Just mention your name and who and where you're from. That's all. You know, what city you're from. And you also will get entered in the contest. Uh, so ideally go to the website and sign up for the newsletter. I send a newsletter a couple of times a month. Uh, I, I used to send, send it every week, but people say just send it twice a month. So that's what I'm going to do, send it twice a month. And, um, but if you have, you know, if you, uh, have a newsletter that you can just, uh, bring it up in your, uh, email program, you can click on, uh, entering the contest, or you can go to, uh, invisiblegardener.com, look for inquiry and, and say, enter me. And there'll be an enter in the contest button there. That's a good place to leave your question. 
Uh, a lot of people are going to the website uh, where the blog is. A lot of times I post a radio show up. On, I mean, a lot of times. Every time this show gets posted on my blog, there's a comment section, so you're allowed to ask, ask me a question there. Uh, and then I also, that's actually not really a bad way because I also have your email then and I can, uh, I'll send you an email back saying, you know, congratulations, you entered the contest or congratulations, you have won or, you know, that, uh, I'll have a way to uh, respond uh, to enter you in the contest. And really, I'm thinking that might just be a really cool way to do it. You just have to go to the website and click on blog and you'll see the date of the show. I usually will I don't post the show. The only problem is the show doesn't get posted uh, right away. So it may be a couple of days before the show gets posted, right? If you have a question. So the thing to do is if it's on Saturday, usually by Monday, Tuesday, at the latest, the show is up and um, you can ask your questions then, right? Okay, so I think, no, we still got about four minutes to go. Wow. What are you going to do now, gee whiz? Let me first put this on here. And see what happens. So I wrote this yesterday. Go by my website, check it out. Um, I have a, a, my books up there. Don't panic, it's organic. Uh, you're welcome to buy it, of course. I prefer if you go to Amazon and get it from Amazon. I have the link up there for the Amazon. I have over, I have 21 other books up there. Uh, I have a, a, a one on, on natural rose care, natural lawn care, natural tree care, natural fruit tree care, a rock dust one. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch up there, so check out the the radio, the the website on the on the store, so you'll be able to, to see what I'm doing. I also, like I said, I run a membership. I help people uh, deal with things organically and naturally, and I I've been doing this for a long, long time, and I, I like what I'm doing. Uh, feel free to call me uh, on my radio show. That's the only way I can really you can really talk to me because I I am a consultant. I do charge for my time. Yeah, I charge two hundred dollars an hour for my radio radio not radio excuse me phone cons, consultations. So, um, um, and then uh, so next week I'm be doing uh, diseases, and every week I will be covering uh, either be trees. One week is going to be trees. One week is going to be roses, and next week is going to be roses. I mean lawns, uh, and then on week on vegetable garden diseases and pests. You know, not pests, but diseases in the vegetable garden. Uh, and we'll see whatever else we have uh, time to do. And of course, I'll be uh, get, inviting more and more people to show up uh, as guests. We can talk, they can tell us what what they're doing. And there's a whole bunch of interesting things happening coming up this year. I hope to be able to pass them on to you, right? And so, <clears throat> come back again next week. I'll be here at uh, one o'clock on uh, Don't Panic. It's organic. Right, and then coming right up after the show is uh, 
my cosmic spaceship show. Uh, so I, I I call it cosmic spaceship. I really don't don't know why, because <laughs> it is a cosmic spaceship, I guess, right? <laughs> so thank you very much, and we should be getting off soon. I think I don't know, you know, uh, but you're listening to Don't Panic Is Organic. Your host Andy Lopez, Invisible Gardener. I got Don't Panic is Organic early on in my life, and I've been doing this for a long time, and I hope to do it for a little bit longer. So take care, and um, I think it's time to go. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.